Hey guys, y'all know who it is and y'all know what it is. It is Saved and Slay, the woman's empowerment movement. Check me out, my new podcast. What? Thirsty for Righteousness Thursdays on all platforms. And don't forget, y'all, you know my motto is love wins. Don't forget to check me out on all platforms and the YouTube channel. Thirsty for Righteousness Thursday. Saved and Slay? Oh my God. Hi, guys. How are you? How was your weekend? How was your Easter? Mine was good. Um, I had no complaints. Um, I worked, so I really didn't um, get nothing to eat. Nobody cooked until after. I usually be the one to cook, but I didn't. So um, I made some tuna salad, guys, and hot wings. And I chilled with Jahan. Y'all know the infamous Jahan, my grandson. It was good. It was good. We were both tired, um, and we just laid in the king-size bed and went to sleep. So it was relaxing, and I was thankful for that. Just to spend time with him. You know, these kids is getting older. Um, he went home and said, oh, my granny made this this good sauce for the chicken wings, and my daughter can't stand it. You mean butter and hot sauce? And I'm just like, okay, I put something else in it. What you put in it, mom? It was butter and hot sauce, but that's nevertheless, it was a nice time. So I hope y'all had a nice Easter and thanking God for um, resurrection. Like us can, he got up so we don't have to stay there. You know how sometimes we do stuff, we go through stuff and we just kind of lay there and like God doesn't love us and he don't want to hear. That is not so. So I got, um, I got a special guest today, right? But before we go into the guest, I got a couple of things that, you know, I just want to pour into you right quick that God gave me. So, um, I was reading and studying and praying and worshiping, crying and praying and worshiping, crying. And, you know, that's what I do with my intimate time with Christ. And um, the word he gave me was he wants devotion. And I was like, hi, hey, God wants your devotion so when God tells me something I just don't take it for what it is I kind of like dig into it because God is just deeper than the surface and um, I was like God well what's you know I got to study well what's devotion right and um, devotion is your observance observance and um, I was like okay well, what that mean okay and um, that's just the action of fulfilling or respecting the requirements of the law or who you are. So, for instance, I say I'm a Christian and I live on that. So, therefore, it's requirements that I have to do to stay a Christian. I have to stay in the Word of God. I have to stay praying. I have to stay in a connection with Him. So, I was like, okay. And it's like kind of, um, you know, uh, He wants loyalty. So, me... Okay, God, we always hear loyalty, but you know, loyalty does not, loyalty comes with um, expectations too. I'm not going to be loyal to nobody who's going to not going to be loyal to me. Amen. And I'm so upset. Well, let's get a little deeper. The loyalty part of it. It was like, I saw I went to Google the word. I'm a Googler word person and I'm an avid reader because I like to break it down so it can make sense to me in plain terms instead of the the biblical big words that you know people use. And it's uh, allegiance. 
And I said an allegiance. So God wants the loyalty of an allegiance. Remember when we was in school, y'all, and we used to say, I pledge allegiance to the flag. You know, when we pledge allegiance to the flag, we just let them know that we're going to be an American. We're going to be a loyal American citizen no matter what's going on. So we kind of want to have that allegiance with God that no matter what's going on in our lives and how hard it gets or how easy things become, that we want to be loyal. That even through the bad times that we're going to worship you, God. We're going to read your word. We're still going to seek your face. We shouldn't let things or situations come between our relationship and our um, loyalty with Christ. So when God says he wants your devotion, he just means I basically want some quiet time with you. I want you reading my word and I want you reflecting on your relationship with me so it can be stronger. Um, I, I want you, I want, some things I'm going to tell you, but I can't because you don't know me. You know, when you first meet people, you don't just go telling them all your business. But as you get closer to them, you be start to trust them and tell. And that's what God means when he says he wants your devotion. So God, guys, God wants things to tell you. He wants things to show you, but he can't show you because you ain't know. You don't know him. You got to listen to him. Get some quiet time in. Take a time, set a time. If your house too noisy, get up early in the morning. Or I think I found out that the earlier you get up, the is the better. And even if you do it and you go to sleep the first couple of days, you have a routine, and eventually you'll um, you'll stay up to hear what the Lord has to say for you. So God wants your devotion, guys, and his devotion means he's nothing but he wants your quiet time spent with him, seeking him and reading his word. Amen. So with that being said, guys, I have a special guest, right? And she is asking me some questions, y'all. Y'all know how I feel about questions. Y'all know how I feel, okay? So she asking me some questions. We're going to do a little interview about who Satan Slade is and who I am. And we're going to answer them and be truthful. Whatever she got to say, um, it's off the rip, guys. So we're going to see what she got to say. And guess what? She don't really know me, so that even makes it better. Because people ask questions that you know. So when you have somebody who asks you questions that you don't know, it makes it more fun. So we're going to just jump right in, right? All right. Give me one minute. Okay, guys, I am back, and I have a special guest, um, and her name is Chanel, and she is the podcast producer for WUFO, as well as the promotion assistant. assistant. <laughs> for, well, as for, I mean, you know, she got so many titles. I'm just trying to use one or two, okay? So, I just want to introduce her. Her name is Chanel. She is an on-fire young lady. Okay? You name it, she's doing it, and I love her. So, she has some questions, and we want to see what she's talking about, guys. Okay. Hi, everyone. How are you? I am Chanel. I'm doing great. I'm here on behalf of WFO, and I'm ready to get into the questions. <laughs> and I'm so excited. I want to know. Because don't be too far in my business, okay? <laughs> okay. I'll try to keep it PG. Okay. Yeah. And mind you, all my questions, all my answers, well, my answers is from a saved point of view. So it may not be what you want, but it's me. And it's not in a judgmental way that I'm answering it. It's specifically how I live my life. So, amen? So, come on. Let's go. All right. So, I'm assuming everybody that's here should already have some type of understanding what Save Enslaved is. But for those who don't know, can we just get a quick refresher? Or okay. if this is their first video seeing, can we just get a quick refresher? So what is Save the Enslaved? Okay, well, Save the Enslaved is a woman's empowerment movement where we take accountability for ourselves and our actions through biblical principles. Um, Save the Enslaved is no way, form, or fashion a male bashing. It's not a woman bashing. It's even not uh, us bashing. It's how we can better ourselves through biblical principles and things that we do when we say, because we want 
want to be a better woman. We want to be a better mother, a wife, a sister, or a cousin. And no way do we focus on anybody else but ourselves. Okay, okay. All right. That sounds fair enough. So before I get into all the other questions, right? Uh-huh. How did the idea of Save and Slade come into play? Oh, wow. That's a good question. Um... I said it in my first podcast, but it's different from somebody asking me. Well, Saved and Slayed came into play because as God was evolving me into the woman that I am now, um, I, it was a lot of women just really nasty. They were just mean to me. They was just um, disregardful, you know. Um, it was more about a title to people than or what you had on or how you look versus how I was seeking God. So I kind of was hurt a lot. I kind of was um, tossed to the side and it really hurt my feelings like God. See, I'm strictly from the, I always say this because people got to get it. I'm from the streets. So in the streets, I expect the people to treat me with contempt and to be nasty and to be mm -hmm. mean because I can get that energy back to you and I can do a double. So when God called me and I went over to the church side and I still got this energy out in the that I had in the street, it kind of ruffled my feathers. And I said to myself, because I was so tender to my heart, was tender to the Lord, that I don't never want another woman to feel like that. I want us all to know that, you know, I don't have to step on your head or step on your neck or make you feel bad or to make me feel good. Mm -hmm. So I kind of bred saved the slate out of my hurt. Because I was, I was, I was crushed that the people that I thought that would help me to get me to where I need to be were the ones who were hurting me. Okay, so that relates to I guess when you talk about in your video turning your pain into purpose. This is absolutely saved and slave is. Absolutely. Okay. Okay. I, she did her homework, guys. Homework, homework. You know, you know what they say. Okay. <laughs> so did you grow up in the church? Oh, absolutely not. I grew up straight in the street. Central Park, actually. <laughs> Hi, y'all. <laughs> I don't even know what that means, y'all. <laughs> I, I, I didn't grow up in the, in the church at all. I can remember um, us, you know, um, I couldn't even remember godly conversations in our house. No, I can remember, like, once in a blue moon, like, because the church was down the street from us, like, we would, you know, pop in. But I could never remember steadily um, going to a church and having a pastor and having somebody, you know, mm -hmm. or I knew how to pray and things like that. No, not at all. Okay, okay. I still don't know how to pray. But <laughs> oh, you do. It's just a conversation. Just like we talk and that's all you do. I feel like, yeah, they say that, but in reality, you don't feel that way. You well, know? your feelings don't count in this walk, sis. Right. <laughs> so what you, you right. do is when you get up, you say, you know what, God, I was thinking about doing this today. And then, da, da, da. and you know, such and such did that to me. What you think that I should do? He's like, um, your, he's like your consultant who won't tell your business. So even with the conversation we're having, that's just like when I wake up every day, you talking to somebody and the house you know that's prayer prayer is just a conversation that you're having with someone who ain't gonna tell your business and i mean he ain't gonna oh, tell your business back? huh he answered back oh absolutely but you gotta tell him first you gotta yeah, give him something yeah, to answer too <laughs> <laughs> you can't be walking around good morning and what you would have been answered to good morning i said good morning i woke you up True. amen so i'm just saying so how did you, how was the transition from going from the streets to going into the church how was that transition for you was it a hard was it difficult what did the what kind of effects or harshness or 
thingy did you get? I don't want to say thingy, but <laughs> yeah, I know. what kind of effect did you get from people that's in the church that's looking like you're you don't look nothing like what they're used to in the church, or they're you're not the expectation of what a Christian should look like? How do you deal with those type of comments or? Reflections. Well, God, the Bible says, and I'm always going to reflect to the confirmation. He said, I will give you pastors after your own heart. So for my first eight, nine years, 10 years, probably in this walk, I had awesome leaders. God sent me people. Um, shout out to Joseph Brinson Sr. and Mother Annie Brinson. Um, they were my parents spiritually and naturally. So, so. I could watch them walk for the Lord and live for them. They were awesome leaders. They taught me about, you know, modesty and um, they taught me about, you know, how to do things. I was the pastor assistant. Like they seen the anointing in me that I, and they pulled it out. So I had great leaders, you know, once they was here. But um, so that was awesome that I had somebody that would pull it out, would say no. And I took correction. You know, because they was older. So after they left, then I went to, because they got, I, I just want to say this. God is real with what he say. So they got like 12 kids and all of them were doing something for the glory of the Lord. Because the Bible says, train them up in the way they should go. And when they get old, they would not depart. So they were trained. So after they left, which killed me, even though God had prepared me for it, I went to their son, um, I went to their son, Dion Brunson Singer. And, you know, that was, you know, under their, um, under their teaching. And um, he, he uh, perfected the spiritual part of this walk to me. So if I had a dream or something, or if I, or if I knew it was a demonic spirit around or something that I didn't know how I was feeling or what was going on, he perfected the spiritual walk. So after he perfected the, the spiritual walk, he left. <laughs> it was crazy to me. So then I said, okay, God, well, you know, I went to another sibling of theirs, um, Diana Hobbs um, and um, Deanna Hobbs, I'm sorry. And I stayed there for a, a couple of months and then she had to go. So what happened was God trained me in the things that I, that I, that I had to, I was going to go through. And then when they left, it was like everything just kind of fell, you know, not fell. I was, now I was in strategic learning. So I kind of understood that my walk was to to be, um, my walk was more to be, uh, what should I say? What's the word I'm looking for, God? My walk was to be unto Christ and not unto man. So that kind of helped me. I, I knew that my relationship with Christ was, that was most important. And no matter how they treat me, if I put it to him, he'll take care of me. So. Walking my faith. She says she is walking my faith. Okay. <laughs> a day. <laughs> Not on Sundays, okay? So a lot of things you talk about in like some of your previous videos are pain and purpose, preparation and like deliverance. So if someone's when you say preparation, what is it that we're preparing for? We're preparing for the walk of going into Christ, or we're preparing ourselves to turn or pain into purple, like what kind of preparation? We pre we preparing to live here so we can go to glory. <laughs> That's what we're preparing for. We're preparing ourselves. Well, first of all, you got to understand that this might, this world is so wicked. So we want to prepare our mind to accept the things that God shows us and depend on Him. So when I say prepare yourself, um, 
what do I mean? Seek ye first the kingdom of righteousness and everything else will be added on to you. So when you begin to seek God, everything that you need as you seek him, he'll add it on. Some people need to be forgiven, be forgiven to people. Some people need the patience. Some people need to be um, just a kind person. Some people need not to be bitter because I've been in this walk so long and I've seen so many stuff and people have got so many way with stuff. You know, I'm, my heart is hurt. So I need to prepare to be a wife. God had to prepare me to be a wife, to prepare to be a mother. Whatever you're seeking for that you want, you want in this life, you prepare. So the first thing of preparation is seeking the face of God and knowing that I'm going to always fall. I'm going to always get it short, but I'm still going to seek you. And I think that, you know, the, 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 the trick of the enemy is to make you think that you did something so wrong or so horrible that God is not accepting or he doesn't love you no more. And that's not true because if I fall Tuesday at 2 o'clock, by Wednesday, I've been forgot it. Like he's been forgot it and I'm still walking. It's not that you don't care or that you don't have a conscience. It's just that you're not going to keep beating yourself up. So you want to seek God and he'll give you direction and what you need to do and how you need to do it in wisdom. All right. I am being saints unsatisfied over here. All right. <laughs> Don't start. <laughs> Don't start. Okay. So, deliverance. Is the deliverance the joy of understanding and going through this process of walking that right, seek, seeking God first and walking that righteous path or just doing the things that, you know, you want the same thing to be happy to happen to you or just being what you think your purpose is in I'm this not quite world. understanding. So like what is the deliverance portion of it? Deliverance? Oh, it depends. What do you want to be delivered from? Okay, so I used to be Sense wanting to get it's I mean <laughs> I wanted to be like um I wanted to be delivered from having a curse on my family. So it was a curse on my family. So I say that and I, I say that because I'm the curse breaker. So more stuff was on my shoulders to make sure I make it. So I wanted to be delivered from um, from not being, not having my kids a motherless at 14 and 15. So I start seeking God. So I'm just going to get a little background. My grandmother, she got killed by her boyfriend. My mother got killed by her boyfriend. And the last relationship I was in, he was trying to kill me. So that's what made me dive into Christ. Like, I knew it was a spiritual thing because uh, this world is spiritual. I knew it was a spiritual thing. So even if my brothers or my cousins would have got to him, it would have been too late. So I, I, I knew it was a spirit. So I kind of dove into the person who could only give, who could fight spirit with spirit. We, this is a, not a flesh fight, God. This is a spirit with spirit. So when they're acting like that, know it's the spirit. And you attack the spirit, not the person. Mm -hmm. So I dove into Christ. Like, okay. And I wanted to be delivered from my kids having to go from the pain that I had to go through. I wanted to be delivered from fighting. Girl, I, I, I be, be chewing your kids up, okay? <laughs> okay? I wanted to be delivered from being just so mean and nasty. Like, you know, it's either you saved or you not when you come on the side. You can't intertwine with it. It's got yeah, you go to full way yeah, or you yeah you all. can't be you can't and then even when he was dealing with me um when I kind of backed up I remember me um I remember I was um beating this girl up and um <laughs> this is the first only fight my kids see me in and she 22 she remember this fight girl she's like four or five she was like and um so I was in this neighborhood and I was beating her up and the guys because they was down with me they took her purse and I stopped like give her her purse now is you gonna be beating her up or <laughs> I 
literally stopped and was like, give her her purse back. And I'm not playing. Now I'm ready to fight them. First of all, sis, whose side is you on? So even then when I didn't know I was thinking about it, he was still trying to deliver me. I had just probably just started getting saved then when she was like four or five. But that's funny to me So because you can't do both. So I wanted to be delivered from generational curses. The, the 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 sting of poverty or you know being nasty and mean and 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 trying to do things my way and keep bumping my head so some people you know you could be delivered from a man you could be delivered from a drug you could be delivered from you can it's a lot of addictions that you could be delivered from it's just not alcohol and drugs you could be you need to be addicted you know you could be addicted to a man or mm -hmm. um um shopping um anything that's addictive that takes you out of your comfort zone gambling whatever it is you just want you want deliverance from that and you just keep seeking god until he does it so i'm sorry about that story but that was funny to me y'all that's okay <clears throat> all right so we you know we got over the bases now it's time to dive deep into some deep uh, hold up though don't be all looking <laughs> my personal business let's keep it we keep it surface we don't keep it surface i'm gonna let her do her y'all that's what i'm gonna Listen, do i just i just be curious you know because I mean, just growing up. I don't, Hold on. <laughs> Continue. Let me, get, let me get some water on this one because she said she curious. Just being someone, like, I didn't grow up in the church, but I grew up going to church. So, okay. like, my, I lived with my grandparents where I ain't never seen my grandmother step foot in a church, not one day. Mm -hmm. But she would tell you, I don't need to go to church to serve the Lord. Uh-huh. Where compared to my mom, mm -hmm. where she was, if you, I went to my mom's on the weekend, mm -hmm. oh, Sunday, you in Sunday school. Mm -hmm. Or you going to church this Sunday, get up. So where I watched my mom baptize. She got baptized when I was a teenager, and she baptized me. So. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, mom. She said, get to glory. <laughs> but I've also watch her the temptations of the world and ha how she probably got sucked into it but she also tried to find her way back so how do you or what advice do you have for females that maybe the flesh ain't that strong to resist temptation or that temptation is just really strong and sometimes the word don't hold you what do you do <laughs> Yeah, that's understandable. Um, well, the first thing I've always did was I, you know, we women, when we want something, we get it, mm -hmm. you know, um, we get what we want. And if you want that change, you're going to get it. This see the relationship part of Christ. People forget to tell you, you are in a relationship. And just like when I want, when I was in the world, when I wanted a man, I got what I wanted sis period so we want to focus put that focus on christ who's who wants us back so you gotta want it and also don't stop up your routine if you go to church sunday tuesday and friday you continue to go to church don't let nothing stop you from doing what you're doing and the more that you go when you keep seeking the more you don't want to do them things because you're in a relationship you know you're in a relationship with a guy and he's just so good and you clubbing all the time and he's just showing you mad love the more love he show you the more he do for you you're gonna be like you know what i don't even want to go to the club i want to be with Bay today you know, and that's kind of how the relationship you have to think of with Christ. Christ don't want religion. He want relationship. See, the law came to tell us what we're not doing right. Oh, you ain't doing this. Beating, da, da, da. Don't do this. Don't do this. But when Jesus came, it was the grace and the mercy that keeps us. You know, could you picture you dogging some? Say you're in a relationship with a guy. 
and you just wiping him all over the ground, just doing him wrong, and he just still there, still loving, still kind, still giving you money. You like you ain't gone yet. You still here. After a while, you're gonna fall in love with him, like you know what, or you're gonna have a love for him, like you know what. I see you really, you really, I'm going to stop all this mess. I see you really down for me. And I, 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 that's never been me, amen. I'm just giving you an example. So, <laughs> so that's kind of how the relationship with Christ is, that okay. he loves you into things. And you'll just keep going to church, keep reading, keep seeking his face, and keep asking for deliverance, keep asking him, God, take away that, that, that I feel. And as you keep asking him, he will. I'm living proof. Okay. Alright, I'm going to take that one. So, as... The, um, the voice got anything? Okay, go ahead. <laughs> as a saved woman, do you think it is okay? Or Because what I've seen is a lot of people where they'll be like, well, I'm saved and I need a man that's, that's also saved. Or, I can't be out here just talking to any and anybody. If he ain't in the church, I don't want him. So now, do you think it should be a case where everyone's judged based on if you're saved or not in order to date in the Christian world? Or how do someone go about that process? Okay, so I can only talk about for me. So don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm knee-deep in this thing with Christ. Like, that's my, that's, it's me and Jesus. I, I don't care what's going on. So, and as far as for me, um, because I know who I am and my position in Christ, I need somebody who know where they're going. Don't get me wrong. I didn't play with people. I didn't flirt with people. I didn't went on a date with people that I knew that wasn't saved or, or didn't go to church or it wasn't saved. But I knew it wasn't going nowhere. So I kind of like didn't let it last long because we know. And, you know, God let me know that was unfair. You know, you giving somebody your attention or something and you know for a fact that it's not going nowhere. So, but as for me, I need somebody that loves Christ deeply because I'm no baby saint. I'm not a, I'm not a baby Christian, but I think that when we're, you're first starting off in your, in your, in your Christian hood, <laughs> I think that if you deal with somebody who's not going to church, but they do believe that Jesus Christ died on the cross for our sins, because that's what being saved means, that you believe that Jesus died and he rose again and he's coming back, then just because they don't go to church, because there's people in the church who don't believe that. <laughs> so if you're if you're new to this and you're going, you're meeting somebody and you're like, okay, well, let's try to do this thing together, but don't be steadfast, gun-ho in your ministry in Christ and you want to meet a baby Christian. It's, you know what I'm saying? You need to know a little bit in depth about Christians. So dating people, you just, I have learned to become who I want to date, you know. So I'm very selective. I'm not out here all like that. And 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 um, I do rush after the Lord. So I need somebody who's going to rush after the Lord too. But when you're dating, I don't, I think that people, they, they be they knee deep in their Christianhood. And then they meet somebody that professes Christ. And then they like, you know, you want to come to church with me? You want to do this? And then... They don't. Well, since you wrote me all Saturday night to Elsa Gundo and you want me to get up Sunday and go to church with you, is you saved or not? Because men need to see that standard of a woman, of a saved woman, who is not just because saying she's saved. Saying she's saved or just because, oh, he said he like you and he want to be with you. They all want to be with you, sis. <laughs> okay? Then here I am, I'm having sex with you, and I'm thinking we're going into a relationship, and that has not been solidified. You, that's not something that we've talked about. So, you know, you got to be mindful. Give that man that standard of a Christian woman. And if he don't accept it, then he wasn't for you. 
and that's just all. That's just all. God is not slack, and 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 men that love the Lord, He is not slack and and fulfilling His word. Because God is loyal to his word. Mm -hmm. So you got to know the word so that he can be loyal to you. So you can be like, uh-uh, God said that. That's got to be happening. That's got to happen. So I, 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 if you first Christian and you meet somebody, you two, three years in it, and he just love the Lord, bring him on. That's fine. But you can't be in here 15, 20 years in the Christian world and you're trying to get somebody who just got saved Sunday. If you got to be, you know, let's do some wisdom here, you know. You got to use wisdom. You so want to get somebody. Like a quick scenario to throw out there. So let's okay. say, just like how you said, you're a Christian, two, three. Because, like, growing up where I'm from, you know, one thing I've heard with, like, women in the church, they'll be like, if he ain't in the church, I don't want him. Or they don't believe they could take someone from the outside. Or a lot of cases where if a Christian woman is talking to a Whirlian, um... It almost feels like pressure. Well, first of all, you can't take him. That's God's job. You can only pray for him. That's number one. And my thing is, is that it's people who don't have a church home. This is the biggest thing. It's people who are not in church that completely is in love with the Lord, but the people that the church they went to or whatever hurt them, and they profess Christ. Jesus Christ died on the cross for our sins. And it's also people that's in the church who don't believe that they're just routine so you got to understand the spirit of the person that you're dealing with as you seek him that's preparation that's what you're preparing for you're preparing to know these spirits and not who they is so just because he go to church that don't mean nothing just because she go to church that don't mean nothing it's all about you know people who have it's a lot of people my friend asked me one time she said just because i don't go to church um and i'm a good person does that mean that i'm a bad person because she don't go to church i said no that of doesn't matter yeah that doesn't mean that you're a bad church person but as you get closer to god he'll lead you to a god-fearing church that loves the lord and to help you grow you're not meant to when you grow you don't stay there you move so if I have a plant and he's growing, I don't stay in a church for 18, 20 years. I can't stay in that pot. I have to be uprooted and I have to get in another pot to grow somewhere else. So we have to grow in this walk. And if you find somebody that's like, he he loves the Lord and he's just like, you know, I'm just not feeling that right now, the church thing right now, and you feeling it, but pray for him. See what God does. But don't be 15, 20 years in here trying to get somebody who got to go get saved yesterday, please. It's just not going to work. You know, and then you're going to be all messed up talking about some God. Why? Well, he gave you three times not to. Because everything I talk about is in the Bible. The Bible says, well, I do in Amos, will I do anything and not tell my servants the prophet. So anything that God does before he does, he kind of lets you know. Mm -hmm. So you got to be mindful. That's why you need to, he needs your devotion so he can tell you some things. It's always something where you see how I intertwine that girl. <laughs> Also. Okay. All right, so I think uh, I'm gonna wrap up my questions. Okay. This morning. Well, well, hold on. What's this one? Cause you know we know the Bible talks about um, fornication and all this wonderful, great stuff that you shouldn't do before mm -hmm. marriage. Mm -hmm. uh, is it like a sin to masturbate if you're like, girl? Absolutely, it's a sin. <laughs> girl, listen. Just like me thinking, thinking bad thoughts is a sin. Do okay. So Listen. Okay, so let's let's get this off the table. You sin daily. Every single day you wake up, you sin. Whether it's in your heart, whether it's in your mind, whether you said it out loud, you sin. 
And that's what people don't think. I don't care if you open up the doors at the church and close them. You are a sinner. The Bible says our righteousness is as filthy rags. So because we are sinners, no matter what we do, no matter how we try not to be, we are sinners daily. That's where the grace and mercy came in. The thing about sinning is we don't want to keep doing the same sin. I mean, if you've been doing five years of one sin and you get delivered, now you should be working on your next sin, okay? <laughs> Let's be real, okay? We are sinners. But that does not that does not mean God does not want us. He wants us to keep seeking him. We're going to sin. So, yes, masturbation is a sin. I, anything else? <laughs> I mean, I mean, we're not justifying it. It is. I'm telling you. So how do you? You're not telling me Christians don't feel the urge. So what do you do? You take a cold shower just every time to get rid of the urge? Like, well, you know, how does that work? Well, <laughs> I've been I've been celibate for a number of years. Okay. Okay. So, um. When you first get into, you know, you when you first start walking before, you ain't thinking about no dude. You'll be like, I'm trying to get right with Christ because, you know, first of all, I'm not thinking about a dude. I'm thinking about a husband. Amen. So I'm not going to play with boyfriend potential when I'm wife potential. So okay. I'm not just going to, girl, listen, I'm not just going to give myself to a way to somebody just because on the thought he might. Girl, bye. So could you picture, okay, so you walk in this Christian walk. Old boy ain't said nothing about marriage. He ain't said nothing about he was willing. And you think that you're just going to have sex with him and he's just going to change his mind because you love the Lord. No, you will keep yourself. I want to keep myself and do all the... <clears throat> when I get married, that's all I'm going to say. Okay? <laughs> so, yeah, we have the urges. Yeah, we... What? But it goes away when you be like, man, I'm not... I'm not throwing away my husband for no boyfriend, you know? And I want what God has for me. And if he told me I'll wait, he'll give me somebody... I trust him on his word. He is loyal to his word. He cannot lie. So for me, in my household, hold up, I got an empty desk. <laughs> That's just funny to me. Uh, for me, for me, I'm gonna wait for God to send me who He asked for me. So and Lord, I want Lord, I want you to wait till we get married. Amen. Amen. We gonna wait. We gonna. <laughs> Cause you wanna wait. That's it. You wanna be a wife. You wanna you wanna have something. You wanna have something that you felt just for your husband. You know. And if you get them, if you get them times that you do relapse, you just say, God, forgive me and make me better and help me. I don't want to do this because you don't want to miss your husband having sex with somebody else. You know, you know, what I'm saying you dealing with him. And he no, I just like what? If, <laughs> go ahead, I, listen, I'm here. What? what if you get? All right. You wait. We done. You know, he who waits, waits for a good thing. Right. Uh -huh. So you wait and you get there married day, whatever. What if you don't like it? Then what? Well, I don't think that that would be a problem because Get if you, love, because, because, no, because <laughs> if you love somebody, first of all, you ain't gonna love nobody that you don't marry. You ain't gonna marry nobody that you don't love, right? You ain't gonna marry nobody that you just kind of like. It's you know, debatable. Yeah, well, I'm not marrying nobody. <laughs> and I ain't marrying nobody just for their money. I ain't marrying nobody just for no status. I really want to love you. I want to be like, you, can, can I hop in that pocket? I'm gonna go. <laughs> I want to have that kind of, you know, that kind of vibe with somebody. I think that when you like somebody and you love them and God will give you that love, that it'll be good. 
You know, I don't think that it's so I don't think that, especially when you know it's yours, they ain't going nowhere. You ain't got to worry about them not answering the phone. You can depend on them like God gave me this. I think it's gonna be good. I don't think that it's gonna be some place where Yeah, trust oh, her word. Yeah, listen, <laughs> hold on. Don't trust me. Trust the word of the Lord. I think it's gonna be good if you wait. I don't think that you're gonna get I mean, and you can tell why somebody make you feel good. You ever have you ever been with somebody that made you feel good and their sex was raggly? No, just because you've been yeah. like them. You have? Yeah. <laughs> so did you stay with him? Hold up. Did you stay with him? Did you still deal with him? No. We're really uh, good friends now. Girl. Well, if, honey, you 25. <laughs> what the, <coughs> when I was 25, Booty. Okay. Matter of fact, I didn't even care if you liked me. Did you do what I... That's no, another I topic. Well, well, I know you like me, but I don't care. <laughs> I was 25. I mean, the world was mine. When the sun came out, it was because I woke up. So it's because I exist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I appreciate so it. So I'm a little bit older than her now, and wisdom has set in. Okay? <laughs> but I mean, growing up, one thing, I, I grew up uh, with a lot of females, so one thing they did teach me is that, you know, if you do meet somebody, um... If he really likes you, he'll wait. Yeah, absolutely. And they didn't have to apply no scriptures or anything towards that. But I was always taught if they care for you. That's true. And really consider the things that you feel and believe in, they'll always wait. That's true. That's true. So That's true. But And they will wait. But some people, um, so that's where you got to be mindful and let Take your devotion time. I'm always throw with God. And, and listen to him. Because some wait. people is waiting for it to be opportunist. You understand what I'm saying? So they'll wait to be an opportunist. They'll, to play, see what all they the right they'll play all the right cards. So you mm -hmm. got to be mindful because God will let you know in your devotion time that I talked about earlier, amen, Satan's life, that what's going on. Now, whether you take what you do with the information that God gives you, that's on you. But if people play the role of, girl, listen, I done had men, okay, found out I was saved, girl. They put the Bible on them. So listen, I don't. I just heard you listening to to Tupacalus or what, okay? Don't act like you Kirk Franklin now, but they'll play the role as long as you need to. People could only hide their mask for so mm -hmm. long. So yeah, so they, they, they will wait. They will wait, they definitely will wait, yeah. And I guess that brings us into love always wins. I promise you, <laughs> love always wins, y'all. And what is my motto? Love wins everything. It wins your friends. It wins in relationship. God won me with love. He didn't come win me by beating me by what I'm doing wrong. He showed me what I can do right through love. So he saved and slayed, y'all, these unedited questions. She was all in my business, okay? I was, look, I was looking for my phone to call me Sheila, okay? <laughs> But it was good. I'm happy that we can get some questions done from an unbiased point of view about Save and Slay. Oh, one thing. Okay, before I go Save and Slay, I am an accountability seeker. I have not always been that. So on the first episode of Save and Slay, right, I gave the wrong lineage. Remember I was talking about the arrows love? I gave the wrong lineage. I said Jacob was Isaac's son, but actually Abraham was Isaac's son, and Isaac was Jacob's um Isaac was Jacob's father. Yes, I get the wrong lineage, but the right scriptures. But So we just want to make sure that when we get going, when we find something that was wrong, we get it right. So last y'all, thank you for, thank you so much for Chanel for coming on Save the Slay with these awesome questions that I feel like I got the, I'm like, oh, I can't wait to get out. That I, but no, I love them all because some people need to know in depth. I love y'all. You remember, if you want something done, do it in love because love always wins, guys. I'm telling you, love wins everything. It wins your enemies 
it wins your friends, it wins the marriages, and it wins the world. So y'all have a great day. And until next time, Thirsty for Righteousness Thursdays, y'all. Bye. <laughs>